Wednesday, is it? Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. You know what that means. Tuesday. Tuesday, if that's all right. Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, and that's where they are now for this Tuesday. It's two for Tuesday. You get two for the price of one. Now broadcasting from the Palatial Bob and Sherry Studios on this Tuesday, it's Bob and Sherry. All right. Thank you, Max. Sherry, may I be allowed to give some information? Information you can use in your life is it, to our listeners. Is it accurate and factual information? It is. Then, it is just that. To make people a little bit healthier if they could. Yes. Okay, folks, here's the deal. If you are likely to eat junk food, the craving is going to start, and I'll tell you when, all right? You're going to be at work, probably. The craving is going to start at 3.31 p.m. this afternoon. And if you... That sounds right. And it, is, it does sound right. And if you give in, you will start eating at 3.50. So the craving starts... <laughs> And just a few minutes later, you go, I have to eat that so big you, old honey thing. You fight it for 20 minutes. Yeah, just about a little, little under 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, that's 19 exactly 19 minutes right. of fight, and then the Texas honey bun gets you. And here are the most common things that are tempting you. Chocolate, potato chips, cheese, cookies, cake, ice cream, candy, other types of chips, bread, and soda. Sounds right. Sounds right on the money. I like the potato chips. Which one would you give into though at work? I Chocolate would, for me. I, I think it would be probably potato chips and soda. That would be what I would go for. Maybe ice cream, but ice cream is never here. You know what I've been able to walk by? I'm so proud of myself. I think it may be partially because it's this time of the year. I've noticed as Christmas and the holidays approach, I become my defenses of staying away from snack foods fall and, and, and I start going to the break room, seeing if there's anything in there. The last uh, week there have been expensive cupcakes left over from sales meetings in the break room. I mean, chocolate ones, did vanilla you, ones. Did you fight the, uh, um, I looked at it quickly and I got away. I went away cupcakes and I didn't eat it. Whereas I think if it's like December, I just, I just take the cupcake and I put all of the frosting in my mouth at the same time. <laughs> you know, I just shove it right in there. There's something, I don't know if it's hibernation season or what, but it's, and, and the stuff, you know, that time of the year, the stuff is around a lot too. I don't give in to, I love, 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 love salty things, but I don't give in to potato chips at work. I only eat potato chips when I'm stealing them from my husband. And as I'm chewing and swallowing them, I blame him for having them in the house. <laughs> And that makes them more delicious. And I just can't see recreating that here at work. You you with your potato chips are like my wife with pasta. You know, she'll say, I don't like pasta. It's empty calories, just like Kevin says. But then then I'm, yeah, that's right. I'm I'm eating the spaghetti with red clam sauce. And all of a sudden, she doesn't even ask, you know? She doesn't even ask. Here comes the fork right over the transom, right into my plate. Every noodle she takes off your plate is a favor to you. You are welcome. Although if you cook your, I still, after all these years, cook my pasta and refrigerate it because that makes it better for you. 
It, oh, yeah, I forgot remember? about that. Yeah. What does it do? I need to do that It again. changes the starch in it and makes you yeah. digest it more slowly. No, but so it's healthier. It's it healthier. changes the glycogen. Yeah. Right, right, right. So you cook it. You cook it al dente. And then, and then you, you refrigerate it. And then you refrigerate it. And then you bring out again. And what do you do to it then? Do you Then nu- you eat it. No, no, you don't eat cold spaghetti. You can heat it however you want. It's none of my business. Cook it on an open I'm fire. I'm asking you to help a put man out. Put it in out. your pants. I got nothing. All right, I'll put yeah, it in my pants. That's wave. fine. Put a few clams down there too. Wow. <laughs> can you just help him, a brother out a you little bit? You can microwave it or you cannot microwave it. Should I put it in boiling water again? No, then you'll make it soft. Just heat, put it, heat the sauce and put the pasta in the sauce and heat it and then let it heat up that way. That's a lot of work. I'm just going to put it in my pants. <laughs> I forgot. Why did I forget that? Because that's an interesting thing to know. I'll tell you why you if forgot it. If you're you having pasta with your wife, then she could eat it. If I could have associated that pasta with a grudge, you'd never forget it. Yeah, but because it wasn't tied to someone that did you wrong. Why, why don't you, next time you tell me something food-wise, why don't you just, instead of saying, that's right, pasta, say, go ahead. I got it. Remember that uh, that old manager, Wooden Teeth? Yeah. He wanted you to get fat eating pasta. And that's why he kept that information away from you. If he cared about you, he would have told you to refrigerate your pasta and then reheat it. But he didn't care about you. That's just one more way he tried to bring you down. So I'm not going in the refrigerator to get pasta. I'm going in to get Bud. To get vengeance. Bud. Yeah. Now, I predict, because I've associated this with a grudge... He'll remember it forever. Yeah, I think I got that down now. Now I know how to teach you algebra. If only yeah. it were seventh yeah. grade again. Jeez. Wow. What we what we miss. Yeah. Every child learns differently. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast called the Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday. Podcast. With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. The Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app. BobandSherry.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com. And now on the Bob and Sherry Show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know. Well, I was looking at weird history and I came upon something that reminded me of our discussion about something that Caramia, I think, said. Uh, she was, uh, I don't know where Caramia was, but uh, she was with a lot of Catholic people and she noticed that there were patron saints for everything. Isn't she that what was she said? Touring, she was touring the campus of Seton Hall, which is a Catholic university up in New Jersey. And yeah. every 10 feet, there's a statue. And she's reading the inscriptions on each of the statues. And she turns to me, she goes, wow, mom. Catholics really do have a guy for everything. <laughs> right, which cracked me up. And when I landed on this with weird history, that's who I thought of, because it is a piece of history that I was unaware of about a patron saint. His name is Drogo, D-R-O-G-O, Drogo. And Drogo is the patron saint of homely people and coffee. It's the combination for me. Homely people that's what, and coffee. That, and coffee. That's what that's what stopped me right there. Um, 
Let me just read about it. I'll read it right off of the uh, page. Saint Drogo was born in France during the 12th century and during his adolescence began, began making regular pilgrimage to Rome. Uh, after experiencing an injury of some kind, he became deformed and was unable to visit the Holy See. As a result, he spent his day shepherding animals while living in a small cell at a church in Seaborg, France. That sounds like a blast of a life. Wow, Drogo. Some people believe that Drogo suffered a hernia, which is why he is the patron saint of individuals with hernias also. So Drogo <laughs> is the patron saint of the homely people, coffee, and people with hernias. Other accounts... <laughs> It's not random. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is this is history. I'm not making this up. So I mean, this this guy's covering a lot of territory. Other accounts have Drogo experiencing a body deforming injury or disease that left him unattractive. Hence, the patron saint of ugly people. My goodness, he is also the patron saint of shepherds because uh, you know he's out there with the shepherds because he couldn't go Good to the grief. Holy Drogo's got a I big job. That's right. Homely he people, does. shepherds, mm-hmm. saints. What mm-hmm. was the other one? There was one more. This coffee. Is crazy. coffee, coffee. Yeah, he's the patron saint of coffee. Father Bob uh, Pagliari, a writer for Catholic New York, theorized that it had to do with his diet of barley and warm water, which is not coffee, but I guess it would look a little bit like coffee. So he's covering quite a bit. I was I was very impressed with Drogo. You know, I, I wish we had patron saints for other things, too, that we could call upon the patron saint. Like, wouldn't you like to have a patron saint of Wi-Fi? You know, maybe there Drogo a, could take that on, too. There should be a patron saint of Wi-Fi, but I think most of that goes to St. Jude, the patron saint of lost causes and hopelessness. Yeah. Well, I, I always take house. it directly to God when it comes to Wi-Fi based on I, my language. I've heard you. Mm-hmm. I've heard you, yes. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're very adamant. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be good. Drogo could be the patron saint of the homely, the coffee, the hernias, and the Wi-Fi. How about, how about a patron saint of pizza, right? Because sometimes you go to a new— one. You think there I is? There is one. Yeah, I bet if we Googled, Max, can you check? I'm working I bet on there it. There is a patron saint for pizza. Because, you know, sometimes you'll order, you want a pizza so much, you're thinking about it all day. Oh, I'm going to have some pizza today. Uh, and then you get a bad one. Now, all pizza is good, but you get one that's not as good as your local one. There's no patron saint for pizza. However, there is a patron saint for pizza makers. It's St. Anthony the Abbot. It had to be. That? It had to be Anthony, right? It had to be with pizza. I know, yeah, of course. Well, of course. I can tell you that it certainly isn't St. Papa the John. <laughs> he is, listen. <laughs> You're done for the day. That's that's it. That's all you uh, have to Anthony contribute. St. Anthony the Abbot is the patron saint of pizza makers, firefighters, and pigs. <laughs> wow. These guys, I tell you, the church makes you really multitask. Um, how about a patron saint? The church is worse than like a, a radio corporation with all the jobs these poor saints have to do. <laughs> You're right. Um, by the way, I, so you look on here, when you look something up and then it goes, is there a patron saint of poop? And you're going, there's no way. Well, it turns out there's a patron saint of bowel disorders. It's St. Bonaventure. God, <laughs> That that Saint drew the drew the short the straw. The very short straw. I mean, what do you oh got for him? God. What do you got for him? Do do the bows. Do the bows. I didn't like it. Bonaventure's over there going, I'll take homely people. 
And yeah, right. uh, Saint yeah, Saint no. Drogo's like, sorry, that's mine. Dibs, yeah. dibs on the home. That's right. You get poop. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we need a patron saint for meeting new people. You know, somebody I can I can pray to, saying Drogo, um, Saint Drogo. <sighs> Please make this person not make me uncomfortable. Not not a weird person. <laughs> Please let us have a uh, introduction, but not like make a plan the next day to meet again. Please, can you do that for me? Is there a patron and, saint for awkward people? You know, like there is for homely people. Is. Do the awkward have a is. saint that we can pray uh, to? Hang on, just a second. There's got to be something close to that. I mean, you're leaving a Saint lot Edwina, of people. the patron saint of awkward pauses. Oh, well, yeah, we pauses. could use some of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very yeah. specific. Bonaventure's right. over here going, oh, yeah, she gets awkward pauses. <laughs> I'm bowel disorders. What? Is there a patron saint of weirdos? <laughs> well, yes, there is. Genesis is considered the patron saint of actors, lawyers, barristers, clowns, comedians, converts, dancers, uh, musicians, printers, stenographers. And victims of torture. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a that's a large swath to carry. Who is that? Saint who? Uh, Genesis. Saint Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, there they go. Uh, thank you. Thank you to the church. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry. You idiots. Here they are. He's a moron. He's acting like a complete idiot. Morons in the news. So, there is a 33-year-old woman. Her name is Brittany Felton. And she lives in Flint, Michigan. And a couple of weeks ago, she went through a Taco Bell drive-thru around 2 a.m. I wonder what she was up to. Uh, The employees there got her order wrong. And Brittany was very upset about not getting what she ordered. So she did what we all would do. She took out her purple handgun and fired a shot into the Taco Bell. The county prosecutor says, quote, apparently she wanted her tacos or chalupas or whatever the way she wanted them, unquote. Fortunately, nobody was hurt, but the cops tracked her down and she was arrested on two felony counts. Assault with intent to murder and firearms usage. Check this out. She sent two shots into the Taco Bell and she could get life in prison. I Life in prison. And didn't kill anybody. She didn't kill anybody. And yet there are people that kill people. Yeah, but still, and you do can't be doing that. Oh, I'm not that defending cause, her. Because it was probably within a couple of feet of killing somebody. I want to I wanted speak directly. Girl, if you're that specific about your chalupa, you need to make it at home. I agree. You That's cannot right. not ask Taco Bell. Right. It's not a five-star restaurant. They the, can't, the you food, can't be shooting Go people. to the Food Channel. They have it. Today's Martin of the Day comes to us out of Milwaukee. He's 21 years old. He was arrested and charged after police there say he held a bag full of cocaine in his mouth for hours in an attempt to prevent police from finding the drugs. Cops tried to get him to spit the bag out. They tried the Heimlich maneuver. They brought him to the hospital for x-rays. He just wouldn't open his mouth. He would not spit it out. Um, It took him getting dragged to the hospital before the bag suddenly and mysteriously appeared on the hospital room floor where he was being held. His name is Marcus Latham, and he's in trouble not just for holding the drugs in his mouth for hours, but for running from the police in the first place, multiple charges there. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, what kind of person could hold a bag of cocaine in their mouth for hours? Well, the same kid that wouldn't eat his broccoli. <laughs> that's probably true. Don't anyone tell my daughters that's a career option because that's what they used to do. You know what? Those police officers were under a lot of pressure 
because they knew that that was probably an illicit drug in there. And they also knew if this guy swallowed it. That's that, going to be bad. That's the end of him, probably. Yeah, that's right? going to be that's bad. On them. Right. All right, imagine you're walking down the street in Houston, Texas, and you hear a voice saying, help me, help me, help me. That's exactly what happened. A guy named Dylan Bryant went out to explore the bayou. Don't ask me how, but somehow he found himself stuck in a sewer under a city street in Houston. Wow. So at one point he was in the bayou, and at another point he must have gone underground into a tunnel or a pipe or something, right? So he's calling, help, help. And a person walking on the street said, somebody talking to me? Hey, man, this is like the Ninja Turtles. Right, it is. That's exactly what it is. Wow, what a story, huh? And that's how he got rescued. I applaud this guy's commitment to public transportation, although there are some things that uh, are just not right. A 55-year-old guy in Seattle robbed a bank on Wednesday. And as the cops got there, they saw him trying to get away in a cab. The cops followed the cab, so he got out and ran. And then he tried to get away the second time on a public bus. He made it a few blocks, but they stopped the bus and he was arrested. But then again, I have to give him ups for using public transportation. We support that, but yeah. I also have to point out to him that the only time in history that a public bus picked up any speed was in the movie Speed. Yeah, that's exactly. And that didn't go well for <laughs> it those didn't folks. End well. no. That is not an optimal getaway vehicle. No, it's not. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles, Mother of All Mothers merch, and much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store, conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I saw this post. It was a question the other day. If you were all of a sudden able to go into a time machine and you could only go one way or the other, and it would transport you either to the past 500 years ago or into the future 500 years, which one would you choose? Now, I am very suspicious about the future. Um, I don't know if we're going to have a planet. And who knows if there are intelligent beings, aliens, who are you know, aggressive and might want to dominate us, kill us, or make us their slaves. We, we just don't know. More and more you're hearing about, you know, the probability that there's life out there. But some really learned people in that area have said, you don't want to call them here because it could not go well. And yet, I don't know if I want to go to the past. I was watching The Great the other day that you turned me on to on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And it's about uh, Catherine the Great, and she's married to the son of Peter the Great, who's completely out of his mind. He walks around. He's a very good-looking and in great shape guy. But as I mentioned before on the show, he walks around uh, the second floor, which is where the nobility live of the palace, completely naked occasionally in the middle of the day, just walking, chatting with uh, with somebody in the middle of the day. And you see the woman looking over like, oh, my God. And you'll see fist fights. 
And it, this is like their parliament, right? You'll see a men fighting, and then uh, somebody will come over and say, stop that fighting, and they're beaten to death. You'll see at parties guns taken out and people are shot just for amusement. And there was a scene. And by the way, everybody's sharing everybody's wife and husband. There was a scene, and you don't know in this, you know, if this is exactly the way it went down. But my jaw dropped. The the uh, lower class lived down below, uh, <laughs> as the lower class always is, uh, serving people with, uh, you know, food and cleaning and all of that. And the word gets up to uh, the emperor that there is smallpox down below. And this is during dinner. So they have all of these, it's a great big table, and all of these nobility are sitting there eating and being served. And the uh, the word gets out to the emperor, there are people with smallpox, and it's spreading down below. And without even stopping to finish a bite, he says, well, round them up and burn them. <laughs> round them <laughs> up and Yeah, that's burn the show. Them. Woo! That's the show. Holy cow! Yeah. See, I, if I'm getting in that time machine, I'm thinking I'm better off taking my chances with the aliens than this nut. Um, I have to go to the future, whether there's, whether it's a smoking radioactive wasteland populated by talking grasshoppers or not, because as a woman, I don't really have much to look forward to going 500 years into the past. No, that's very true. That is very, very true. So I'm going to have to take my chances with the radioactive talking grasshoppers 500 years into the future. Plus, you know, I would just, what a thrill to be able to get a glimpse of something that you won't live long enough to see. Like I would totally mm -hmm. go into the future. What about mm -hmm. you, Max? What about you, Doc? Which way would you go? I, I think I'd want to go 500 years in the future. Um, yeah, so I'm black, so I, I think, definitely think I'm going to go into the future. I was, I was guessing that. I, what a great answer. Let's give him a round of applause. Ever the, prag ever the pragmatic one, but it's true. It's true. Yeah, it is true. It is very, Doc, very true. Doc and I, I mean, you guys, you and Max may not know how to kill a bear or <clears throat> fire a musket or build a cabin, but you're white dudes. Doc and I cannot afford to journey into the past with you because depending on where we land, neither one of us are going to last a day. So we're going into the future with the grasshoppers and the aliens. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the better bet. I think there are some people if I said, okay, you have the choice of 75 years in the future or 75 years in the past, that they would jump on the past. So let me think. How, 75 years ago, that'd be the 50s, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Doc. Doc, I'll see you in the future because that wasn't a good time for either one of us either. <laughs> Bob, you want to take another swing for it? See if, uh, see no, if there's a place that Doc and I can yeah. go? Because, yeah. No, I think it's no I better think, uh, there. The future, the future looks like our, our future if, if given the opportunity. It was an interesting uh, observation. I'll, and I'll the great the is very good, by the way. I'll see you in the DeLorean, Doc. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. 
Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. True crime fans have an idea about Manitowoc, Wisconsin, because of the Stephen Avery case, and Netflix is making a murderer that is unfair to the good people of Manitowoc. There's more to Manitowoc than unsolved murder, and Charlie Barron's the host of the Manitowoc Minute joins us right now. Hey there, one time, Charlie. Hey, hey, what happened there? Was that a that a reflex in my ear? No, we're gonna we're gonna give the audience. Wanted to welcome you aboard. We're gonna give our audience a taste of Manitowoc Minute. Here we go. Oh my gosh, it's another Manitowoc Minute. Roll the intro. Alive, local, late to the breaking. The news you need starts real quick once. On Demand Walk Minute. Cripes, do we have a doozy for you this week? Okay, it starts off 2.50 p.m. Caller in Stanley Township says there is a loose cow. It's in deep snow. I'm on the edge of my seat already. 3.14, sales barn says it was sold to a man from Amory. The man was trying to get the cow into the trunk of his car and it got away. Oh my gosh. But then the plot thickens. 3.32, officer says the cow owner couldn't fit the 800-pound animal in the small car because there was a 400-pound cow in the back seat and then one in the trunk. Cripes, three cows in a Corolla. You want to fit three cows in the car? You upgrade to a Camry. 4.17 p.m. Sales barn will take possession of the cow for now. Lost custody. See, I'm not surprised personally. Listen, if you're transporting cows, they all need seatbelts. Click it or ticket. They were right to call CPS. That's Cow Protective Services. Keep her moving. <laughs> Folks, I hope this was the best minute of your life. As always, go Packers and f*** the Bears. <laughs> there you go. There's one Manitowoc Minute with Charlie Barron. So, Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You guys get to talk to two Charlies today. There's one Charlie um, who talks a little bit more like a Cubs fan. And then this Charlie who is not happy that the other Charlie sounds that way, okay? So you guys get to pick the Charlie. It's rolled the Charlie. (laughs) All right. Well, well, Charlie, I know you're from Fond du Lac. One of my best friends is from Fond du Lac. And and that you struggled to lose your Wisconsin accent because um, as a performer, as a comedian, you thought it was kind of getting in your way. True? Well, it's... um, So actually, my my grandparents are from Fond du Lac. I spent a lot of time in Fond du Lac. I'm from um, the Milwaukee area. Um, but, but, and then when I was trying to get rid of my accent was actually for the news business first, uh, where like, and you guys probably have this a little bit with radio too, where, you know, you go to college to, I I went to college for broadcast journalism and, um, and I'm sure radio is the same way, but they say, you know, you want a neutral accent and then I ended up needing to get a voice coach to try and do that. Uh, the problem was. Uh, the voice coach didn't work out so so well, you know, because I, I got pretty, you know, like maybe 80% there, but um, there were just always words that news directors around the country would say, uh, are you sure you meant to say, uh, uh, you know, O in opinion? O opinion, is that how we say that? And so there was always something like that. So I just, while doing stand-up, created this character where, like, if – you know, a news journalist never got a voice coach and just embraced everything uh, that people said was wrong about him. And that's kind of where the man's walk minute came from. I, I think it's just brilliant. I was reading about you, and I guess your grandfather had a bit of uh, a strong impression on you, right? Oh, yeah. I, well, it still does, actually. Yeah, he's um, uh, he has taught me every swear in the books. Okay, I'm talking gosh. Cripes, um, some of 
some of them be hybrid. You know, he's got, he's got all of them uh, down. So, And then Cripes All Friday is my personal. <laughs> it's, it's not enough to just change the name of our Lord and Savior. You also have to change the the word Almighty to All Friday. That that covers you. And why you do this is, is it covers you, and it makes you spend less time in purgatory uh, you know, after all is said and done. Now, what does your uh, grandfather, your grandfather's name was Bob, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Grandpa Bob and Grandma Sue—they're actually—they right. were actually in that episode that uh, you played. I think they were doing the uh, Valentine's Day. Um, uh, you know what allows you to? They've been married sixty-one years, so they both answered what allows them to do that. My grandma said love. My grandpa said beer. So, and that was uh, problematic for my grandma. So then she. Uh, proceeded to yell at him a little bit, which was honestly very fun to watch. So so what does your grandfather mean when he uses the expression, keep her moving? What what, well, what well, does that refer to? Uh, I, the, the, the short answer is, I don't know. Keep her moving is a phrase that, uh, that uh, well, I, I mean, it, it, it basically means, all right, let's, let's, let's go next. It wraps, you know, or, it wraps uh, things up. It, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, it can mean many, many different things. It's kind yeah. of like the phrase oofta, you know? It can, it can mean a lot. Yeah. So how have people from uh, home, from Wisconsin, reacted to the Manitowoc Minute? Um, you know what's funny is I, I wasn't sure at first, and I almost uh, didn't release the first episode, oddly enough, because I was like, ah, I don't want you know people to think I'm like making fun of them or whatever. And then I was like, wait a second, I'm the person that I'm worried about, you know, thinking I'm being made fun of and I think it's hilarious so I just put it out and the first episode got uh, a lot of views and so many views that I you know decided to make another and then I just kept going with it Um, after a number of episodes uh, I was approached to do a live show and then uh, I did that the show did well it had a good review in the paper and then uh, I booked one tour and then I am honest. I'm on my second tour uh, right now. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm with the mayor of Manitowoc, who's just so happy that you're showing the world something besides the Stephen Avery case. Yeah, because yeah. the good people Justin, of Manitowoc Justin deserve Nichols. better. Yeah, Justin Nichols. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations on the uh, on the career. It's taken off. Where can people find out when you're appearing in their area? Um, you can uh, find that out at mantalkminute.com. I've got uh, the tour dates up. I'll be uh, in Nashville. I'll be in Chicago. I'll be all around Wisconsin. So, um the, the tour will wrap up in, I believe right now, it'll wrap up in July in Chicago with a couple shows there. That's so, fantastic. Uh, that is, if them Bears fans don't, uh, you know, try to assassinate me as I cross over the border. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're getting around there one time, Charlie. <laughs> uh, you know, doing doing what I can, you know. You know go over by the yeah. Edward Church. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Th- thanks, Charlie. Good luck. <laughs> Charlie Barron's the Manitowoc Minute. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. This is really cool, Bob. Um, BuzzFeed had this little thing about movies that are super iconic and the really iconic moment in the movie that almost didn't make it in. Oh, yeah? For whatever reason. And the first one is going to shock you. Uh-huh. And blow your mind. All right. In the movie The Wizard of Oz, uh-huh. the head of MGM 
Louis B. Mayer, the legendary Louis B. Mayer, said, I don't like that song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's a bummer. Oh, no. He said, it's really, it's slow and it's sad and we we can't have that in there. You know what? I agree with him. This is one of the saddest, most melancholy songs ever written. Unless it's performed in a, in, in a with, with like a ukulele and it's more upbeat, it's hard for me to listen to. But this is like so. Part it speaks. Of the it movie. speaks to what the story of the movie is. That's true. The producer of Wizard of Oz told the head of the studio, "This song goes in, or I quit, and this movie's done." And they gave in. Yeah. The song made it. The, the whole Wizard of Oz thing. Am I the only one that just has? I have to almost force myself to watch it when it comes on. Even as a kid, it I, I, wasn't, me as a kid. I wasn't wild about it with those flying monkeys and the melancholy sadness. It scared me as a kid because, yeah. again, I was a simple-minded, very literal child. And, like, what are the, you know, if these kind of things can happen, yeah, yeah. you know, a wind kicks up and the next thing you know, you're in an alternate universe. Yeah, please. right. That's but interesting. You, but you can't imagine the movie without no, it. No, no, And it's By the way, that is a very hard song to sing. Because listen to where her voice has to go. Somewhere. I mean, it, you have to get way up. All right, what's the next one? Um, so they were doing a screening with an audience, a test screening of the movie The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. And so right in the middle of the song we're about to play, a little boy spilled his popcorn and Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was the chairman of Disney at the time, said, oh, it, it's too boring for kids. The kid spilled his popcorn. But everyone disagreed and fought for it. And so this song stayed in the movie. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun, wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. I can't what imagine that being dropped from that I movie. Could yeah. And it tells like the story too. Right, right. This is the first time I'm ever hearing this song. I've never seen this movie. Really? Oh, I'm feeling a sleepover. <laughs> you bring Mojo, I'll have Sam. We'll make popcorn and we'll have a little okay. mermaid marathon. You know, you know what this is saying with the dropping of these two songs that executives were pushing for? You're an executive. You're a business person. You're not an artist. Yeah. Leave it to the people who really are yeah. artists to make the decisions. How is this? How is How do you have the Little Mermaid and not have Ariel telling you why just, she's willing to trade her, her under-the-sea kingdom for Prince Eric? Jeffrey was just not feeling it. Next. Um, this next one is one of the most memorable and heart-wrenching songs in the movie, but they took it out of the movie, then they put it back in, then they took it out of the movie, then they put it back in, and then at the very last edit, they took it out again, and then they put it back in right before the movie was released, and I want you to imagine Frozen without this. Do you want to build a snowman, or ride our bike around the halls? Started talking to the pictures on the walls. Hang in there, Joan. It gets a little lonely. All these empty rooms. Just watching the hours tick by. 
upset only makes it worse. Calm down. No, don't touch me. Please. I've never seen this. You. You've never seen Frozen? No, my kids were, were grown up. I've never seen I've never seen this either. I'm feeling and a sleepover. It, you know what? It's not that I, I it's not that I'm resistant to see an animated movie because I go to, to them and I know it's for kids, You'll but I always fine, I always enjoy them afterwards. But the thing is is because I don't have kids and you feel like weirdo. Nieces, you don't I mean, need I to, to have see an my excuse. Nieces. I get to take my nieces and nephew to some of them. You can come over the night Max and I are having our little mermaid screening, and we'll do that, no, and we're then not, we'll do we're, Frozen. No, here's what we're going to do. They, Disney always brings these back. Max, let's make a plan. Just you and I, in the day, two guys, we go to the movies and, and see the little mermaid together. That wouldn't be creepy, would it? Nah, the two of no. you. I'm kidding. A we're slushy. not doing that. We're not doing no. that. Um, do we have time here for a couple more, Max? A couple more of these movies that uh, major scenes that didn't make it in. La- um, Lady and the Tramp. Okay, now, which one? Okay, Lady and the Tramp. You know right. the scene where Lady and the Tramp eat spaghetti, spaghetti and they have right. one string of spaghetti. It's yes. the iconic scene from the movie. Yes. Walt Disney. Walt Disney said, <laughs> "I love this so much." He goes, "Please." Who's going to buy dogs eating Italian food? But I have to buy a mouse in pants, okay? <laughs> a duck with no pants and That's a bunch of creatures that can talk. When, when you say lady, I'm surprised because Walt's the one executive that I, I would trust with a gut feeling about a scene. Uh, I mean, he used to literally draw these he said it's ridiculous but nobody will believe dogs eating italian when, food when you said lady in the tramp that's the, the one scene that came to my mind um and there's one more and then we'll, we'll break in the uh ending of rocky 2 um adrian's in the audience at the fight rather than watching the fight from home mm-hmm. with her newborn baby and it ends in a similar way to the first film the first rocky um where adrian uh, it ends in rocky's arms and they want it to give, you know, the iconic moment in Rocky is when he's Adrian, Adrian, Adrian. Yeah. and they had to figure out a way to, to do that again in the sequel. Mm-hmm. And it almost didn't make it in that classic line. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Mm-hmm. They almost cut that out. That would be a mistake. And it would be a mistake. Like yep. all of these would be a mistake. Yeah. Isn't she, that cool? she, ha- she has to be in the audience. All right. Well, if you're nice and you stop being so snarky, you might be allowed over to watch The Little Mermaid. But I don't. Yeah. Your attitude yeah. is ruining you know our what? fun. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna bring in some beer. Okay. Your, your attitude is ruining everything. It's Bob and Sherry. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show, at our website or the free free Bob and Sherry app. Joining us right now on the line is Frank, and we were talking, Bob, about um, really awkward places to have a fight with your significant. Oh yeah, yeah. Love. How you doing, Frank? Hey, Frank. I'm I'm doing great, guys. You know, being Italian, I might have a little bit of a short temper. You know, right? Oh and, wow. Um, well, don't get me wrong. The car is a very small place, and you know, at the end of the day, you could pull over though. But when you're on a cruise ship, you can't get off. So, uh, worst place to have a fight ever with your significant other is definitely on a cruise ship when you're in the middle of uh, the Caribbean Ocean. Not a good idea. Oh, not there's idea. no escaping each other. No, and yet in the bedroom, I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise, but the room is not too big. No, they're very so, small. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and doesn't it doesn't it only make you more aggravated and upset that you're having this huge yeah. fight on a cruise ship in the middle of the Caribbean and you've paid for this? And you wait all year for your vacation. And, you know, my son, my oldest son didn't listen to me. You know, when you're in a foreign land, country, you got to be careful. So my son, we're in one of the islands, and he got mugged. So he's late coming to dinner. My, and he's, you know, my oldest son, he's 27. 
and we're waiting for him to come to dinner. My wife's losing her mind. I'm like, listen, he'll be back when he's back. And it is what it is. He's my son. I'm like, I understand that. He's mine too, but it is what it is. Shows up late, goes, hey, dad, we got to talk. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he goes, well, I might have got mugged. I'm like, I freaking told you. That's that's that. So again, Tyus Pepper takes over. And my wife is like, he's on vacation. And of course, it ensued. You've got nowhere to go. And it just, it was. It was, was uh, so he, le- he left the cruise ship and he went into town at whatever the island was, right? Yeah, I, don't, I won't say the island, but right. let's just say it got obliterated by a hurricane last year. And um, I said, bro, I said, listen. <laughs> Listen, just, just, just be aware of your. He's very, he's a great kid, but he doesn't pay attention. And I'm like, cuz you got to be careful in these countries. You got to be on head on a swivel. So of course, him and his girl go down in this island, and they're by an airport that the airplane flies over. So you probably know what island I'm talking about. And didn't pay attention and got all mugged. And I, I knew something was wrong because he's never late for dinner, especially on vacation. He's always early, and hour and a half later he's not there and it was a bad scene but never have friends don't ever have a fight with <laughs> on a cruise ship that's <laughs> too you know what it's frank it's it's so true because you get all ticked off you're in that little state room and you go yeah well i'm going out for a while what is sadder what is, what is sadder than a man walking around a cruise ship by himself ticked Fuming. off i can tell you because I can tell you because I did it for about two and a half hours. Yes, yes. And you <laughs> okay. see the other people, and they're having a good time, and they're so, at the breakfast buffet. Hands hands yeah, and right, 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 right. And here I am by myself. Oh, this is romantic. <laughs> so, Frank, did you, after you stomped around the cruise ship for a couple of hours, like a child, like, like a child. child, did you just say to yourself? Even though I don't think I'm wrong, I'm going to have to apologize or I'm going to ruin no, this vacation. No, you know, here's the thing about me, and I'm being serious. If I'm wrong, I'll, I tell people all the time, I, I run a business here in Charlotte, and if I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you I'm wrong. So about an hour later, I'm li- literally sitting on the top deck by myself. I'm like, what the hell did you just do? Like, <laughs> what did you just do? So, I, of course, you know, you can't find her. You can't call your wife like, hey, where are you? So, of course, I might have got security involved. I'm like, listen, I need to find my wife. Here's what she looks like. So they were, they were, I think they were at some bar down to like deck eight or something like that. And they finally got on the phone. I'm like, let's go for a walk. Come on, we got to talk. And But the worst thing is, Sherry, and I'm sure you'll admit this, that that fight still has, um, what's the word I want to say, still continues to uh, gain fire every time I'm with the rest of my family or yeah. whenever we talk about upcoming yeah. vacations. Do you remember what you did on the cruise? I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so... Friends, again, don't fight on a cruise ship. Trust me, not good. I think I am so impressed that you said, oh, what did I do? I'm wrong. All right, I got to fix this. I'm 51. What are you going to do? Be like a child and say, I didn't do anything wrong. That's the problem with our society now. No one wants to take any blame. I took the blame. I can't have my sons looking at me saying, my dad did something wrong and he didn't take the blame. Then I can't yell at them. I I can't enforce rules with them if I'm not following them. I'm I'm sorry, you are Frank. You're such a good grown-up. You really are. I'm sorry, though, that your son is getting soft. But that's what happens when you move out of Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, he's got know. he's got no street he smarts left. And I love him. He's gay, and he's, so, he's gay, right. which I love him. I don't care. But he's so like friendly. He's in the freaking kids a knockout. He's a freaking. I mean, I'm telling you, he's a good-looking kid. So all the girl, the girls want to be with him. Blah blah blah. But I'm like, bro, you only weigh 125 pounds. God forbid. <laughs> 
Someone's going to knock you out. When he approached me, he goes, Dad, I think I need to buy you a drink. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, with my last $9. I'm like, what did you do? (laughs) Sort of got robbed. I'm like, I'm going to freaking knock you out. Isn't that funny? This kid gets mugged, robbed, maybe close to being killed, and it's like, how could you lose the money? You know? Yeah, well, of course, that's all I'm worried about. They, yeah, he's right. in lies. All right, Frank. Because so Frank's a dad, and that's what dads think it, about it. It is. It's true. How could you what be you so stupid? You lost your money. <laughs> the thing is, we pay for the cruise. So what's the first thing I do as an Italian father? Hey, listen to me. Come over. Here's an extra hundred. Don't do me a favor. Don't do it again. But the, but the damage had been done because I yelled at him in front of my wife. So the damage had been done, even though I threw him another C-note, didn't matter. I, I was guilty. Frank, guilty. if it happens next time, just jump overboard. All right. I'll jump overboard. You're, you're, oh, please. I'd rather I'd rather send my, I'd rather take myself to the buffet and eat myself to death. You're you're better <laughs> off. Thank thank you. Bye bye, Frank. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Did you ever have a kid come over or uh, were you exposed to a child that just would not stop talking? It just has to make noise. You know, it could be at any age. birth to them. Are you kidding? Just have to, oh always God, has yeah. to keep talking. And if not, is, is, is making sounds or uh, songs or, uh, you know, just uh, meaningless um, rhymes, you know, just. I think everybody knows that kid. That's my wife. My wife is the grown-up version of that. She walks around making up songs in her head all day long. Once she's out of work, and she's such a happy individual, so I really can't say anything. Even if I'm sitting there and I'm trying to understand a really difficult part of the New York Times, I have to read it five times. If she's going through the house going, oh, is such a nice day. Why is it today? Such a, such a, such a nice day. You know, I'm going, okay, just, just let it go. She's always happy. She's always happy. And she does it all the time. And, you know, I can't be the guy that goes, would you please not sing in the house? You know, that's not good. That, that, what does that sound like? That sounds like the biggest grump ever. So the other day, um, she made some chicken soup from scratch. And it was, it was really, really good. You know, she, she boiled the bones, the bone marrow part of it and, and, and made it by scratch. She knows I love it. I just love chicken soup. And she made a lot of it. And then uh, I had some, and I put the rest of it in the refrigerator. And so uh, she's in the other room looking at a TikTok. And I get the old chicken soup out from the day before. And I said, uh, I'm going to uh, nuke this chicken soup. And she said, okay. And I thought, you know, that, that rhymed, kind of. I'm going to nuke, going to nuke the chicken soup. I'm going to nuke, nuke chicken soup. She goes, that is so lame. <laughs> you know, she, just, she said, that is just so lame. I said, what do you mean it's lame? It's not lame. You walk around singing these things. They make no sense whatsoever. I come up with something. It's There's a rhyme there. It's funny. It's nuking the soup. No, it's not funny, Bob. It's just not funny. I give up. You know, I just give up. You try to be a part of that thing. 
And evidently, if if it's not, it's probably not natural with me. I mean, you know me, right? I'm not mm-hmm. the guy that's going to go around singing, going to nuke, going to nuke the chicken soup. Unless you're that person, you can't do it. And I'm See, wondering, are, are there other things out there? Like, if you're not the guy at the wedding when the DJ is playing We Are Family, who gets out of the middle of the floor, takes off his jacket, and starts spinning it around and going solo. If you're not naturally that guy, but you say women love that guy, and you try it, you will fail. Yeah, you kind of have to be that guy. But you yeah. also missed, you know, you didn't have enough time to plan because you missed the mark. You sh- Instead of saying, going to nuke that soup, you should have combined singing with the phrase she hates the most, which is, heat it up and eat it up. Oh, That's the yeah. song you should have sung. Yeah. But you didn't have enough prep time. You know, you weren't on your game. You weren't thinking about it. Well, I, why would I say, though, why would I say a phrase she hates? And for some reason, folks, if you're a new listener... My wife just hates, I said it one time, you know, like, like nine years ago. And she said, don't ever say that again. Heat it up and eat it up. That, that was part of some commercial and I just threw it out there. So why would I add why do you, that? Because that's what marriage is. Marriage is knowing exactly the most irritating thing to do and then picking a moment to do it. So your song would have been going to heat it up and eat it up. Then we going to meet it up. See, and she would have been forced to, like she would have been dying because she hates that phrase, but she would have been forced to give you a more of a, the reaction you were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. What do you gonna mean? Heat why it up and eat that? it up and nuke the soup. Gonna heat it up and knead it. Heat it up and eat it up. And see, I blew it. I'm just not that guy. You're not that guy. I'm just yeah. Not that guy. But you also do not want to be the guy who um, follows a woman around going, excuse me, uh, could you stop being so like cheerful and cannot. happy because it pisses no. me off and it makes it hard for me to read the New York Times? <laughs> no, you cannot. Oh, wow. You might as well call, you know, one of those lawyers on TV. It's done for you. You just cannot you, do that. You might as well. If you're going to if you're going to go to your woman and say, it makes me crazy how happy and, and cheerful you are all the time. Please stop singing. The next thing you should do is walk outside and start digging your own shallow grave because that is yeah, no true. way to be. That is no, no way to be. No. If you're no, lucky enough to share know, a house with someone who's who's cheerful and upbeat and bubbly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So maybe it takes you five times to read the New York Times article. Like and there's not gonna be a test. Okay, so you didn't get every word. What difference does it make? It's not worth making her unhappy. What difference does it make if you understand anything, Bob? Who are you? <laughs> I mean seriously, Bob, if you understood the New York Times article, what are you gonna do with it? Are you going to call like a group of uh, senators together and try to uh, reestablish a new uh, monetary system? No, Bob. You're going on with Sherry Lynch the next day, I'm talking sorry, about like, nuke and soup. That's you what you do. That's what you do. What you do? You nuke the soup. Exactly. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> you nuke the soup and you skip the news. There's the next yeah. chorus. Because what are you yeah, going to do with it anyway? Right. You're not, you know that if you, you know that if you even understood that article and turned the mic on and wanted to talk about anything remotely controversial, that people would come for you with torches. It's not worth it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just heat it up and heat it up and let her sing and just get on with your life. Why, why should I read something out of the New York Times doing this show? I should just sit in a corner with Mad Magazine going, that's, that's all I need to do, right? Now you're on to something. Thank you. <laughs> okay, everybody. 
You've got the best. Nice. Hello, radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. It is time now to hear from the Bob and Sherry listeners. That's exactly right. And you can do that by uh, going to wherever you get your uh, you get your apps. Get the Bob and Sherry app. Click on the little microphone. You can speak into it. We'll put it on the air. Whatever is on your mind. You can also call 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Let's hear one of our listeners. Hi, Bob, Sherry, Max, and Doc. This is Natalie from Tennessee. I had went to Nashville to work, um, to train for my new job for about six months. And two weeks into being there, uh, I got a text from my boyfriend saying he was breaking up with me, that we were just going different directions in our lives. Well, come to find out, he got back with his ex-girlfriend because she went to a psychic and the psychic told her they were meant to be together. And he believed it. So he broke up with me and went back to her. So that was in August. Well, in January, he was begging me back. Now we've been together for three years, so I guess the psychic was wrong. (laughs) Pretty funny story, but ended up all good in the end. Thank you, guys. Love your show. Listen to you every day. Have a good day. Oh, I'm dizzy. We will There's so much thank here. You. Thank There's you. There's so, so much here. Much. So, hmm. uh, so ah. this is a first for me. Not the psychic mm-hmm. thing, because you know I'm like all about that. But the first is that the ex-girlfriend was like a psychic told me we belong together. Why have not more of us thought of that strategy? That was genius. Because I bet oh, there wasn't right. even a psychic involved. I bet yeah. she just said that to get him back. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? You know I what would also would work? Lie. You know what would also work? You could flip that and you could go to someone that you're trying to break up with and go, listen, it's not me. It's not you. It's Madam Judy. She said we need to end this. <laughs> like, what a great way to break up a relationship. How easy You know, it is. Be. I'm worried about our listener, though, because she's she took this guy back. And whether he made it up, that's wrong. So you're dealing no, I think with a liar. He didn't. Or... He didn't make it up. No, no, Bob. The girl, the ex-girlfriend made it up. He didn't make it up. Well, he could have made it up. I don't think he did. Um, I think the ex-girlfriend either really saw a psychic or made it up. And why did she take him back? Because we make mistakes. You know, we're all human and flawed. And he made but a mistake. He's, I don't want her to be. She, she's a Bob and Sherry listener. She's with a dummy. He's well, a dummy I mean, to have can't... listened to that. You can't just because somebody makes a mistake, like slap the dummy label on them forever. Who, You've made mistakes. Who amongst I've made us mistakes. has not made a mistake in a relationship? I wonder. I'm, I'm well, putting I'm, my rubber I, boots I, on because here I comes agree the lightning. With that, but I don't. Oh I don't want others to make mistakes. Do, do you want the cone of safety, Bob, so that you can you can yeah. speak? Yeah. People, when are we going to stop this craziness with psychics? There's no difference between the guy in the late 1800s on the back of a wagon pulling into Dodge City saying, I got an elixir that's going to cure everything that ails you. It's going to get rid of your arthritis, your lumbago. I'm not sure what lumbago <laughs> is, but all of all of these things. Just give me $5 right now. Your life is going to be fantastic. When are we going to get to the point? Look at the artificial intelligence that we have now. It's performing amazing uh, feats. Uh, there's a doctor in Belgium operating on a guy in Oklahoma via the Internet. It's it's just amazing. And yet there's somebody that's listening to Madam Judy who's operating out of a trailer down some unpaved road and giving her $50. When is the madness going to stop? This lecture coming from a guy 
who has, and I have it in the book of Bob, I can't even tell you how many times announced to me that I'm eating this new fill in the blank and my life has changed. Now that I'm drinking a green drink every morning, I'm a different man. For a man who has been seeking a magic bullet like the Lone Ranger, how can you sit here with, with all of your faces and lecture anybody about anything? That's crazy. That's crazy. No, it's not crazy. The green drink, and I don't even remember what the green drink was. What was it? Boom. I, I don't so, even I know. I don't know. There was the liquid vitamins. You remember those? The liquid vitamins. Then there yeah. was trichromaline. But, well, well there's the key word. Trichromaline. There's, there was that. Then he was chewing there's gum. There's the key word, vitamins. <laughs> The, the vitamins, I, I don't care. Maybe they don't do everything that's being, uh, you know, men's health says that they do. However, um, they do something. There's something that's tangible there. Going down the dirt path into a trailer with Madam Judy, who's sitting there watching the prices right until you show up, is ridiculous. Um. People are allowed to spend their discretionary entertainment money however they want. If somebody wants to go get their fortune told or whatever, there's no, they're not hurting you. There's no harm in it. I don't think a psychic was involved. I think the ex-girlfriend wanted him back, threw that at him, and he was like, whoa, who am I to fight the universe? And then he went and realized that he'd made a terrible mistake. And our listener, because we have the best listeners ever, has a giant, compassionate, forgiving heart and said, you might have been dumb about that, but you have a lot of other great qualities. Come on back. What's so bad about that? Uh, I don't like the chances. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And there are people listening, not all of them, because some of the people listening, whatever you say, your minions are going to disagree with me and they're going to agree with you because that's just the way my life has been for like three decades. And I don't even know how I'm still here with with some sort of sanity. But there are people listening who agree with me right now. That guy's life a bad is, bet. Life is hard and people make mistakes. And considering that between us, we have six divorces and 41 breakups. We, we should be telling people to be burying things under a full moon and asking magic eight balls for relationship advice. We're the last people that should be telling anybody anything about love. True that. True that. Woo! It's Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast called the Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday. Podcast. With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app, bobandsherry.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up for the newsletter with Bob and Sherry exclusive articles. Sign up now at bobandsherry.com. I got this from YouGov. They asked about 2,000 people who are in relationships, committed relationships. Most of them were married. Who is smarter in the relationship? 11% said that their partner was smarter. About a third said they weren't sure. And over a third said that they were the smartest one in the relationship. So more people who were asked (laughs) (laughs) say, oh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, don't tell her or don't tell him. But uh, I'm the the smartest one in the relationship. So I started thinking about this and I started. uh, Hang on. Spam risk is calling me. Oh, yeah. Where where are they from? Oxford, Mississippi. There you go. Oh, that's a hot spot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Nothing but good news coming out of there for you. 
So uh, I, I started thinking back on uh, relationships that I've had over the years. And I have to say, it's about a 50-50 split. That is such a dangerous question. Uh-huh. Um, Espe- I- especially w- with your current um, person. Yeah. You know, I mean, in the past, you know, it doesn't really matter. But I can think of one woman who I know her IQ was higher than mine and she was smarter than me and, and, and frankly, better educated. Now, there's a difference between being better educated and smarter. And being smarter. Yeah. Right. Sure. There are some people that have no education at all, but they're as smart as can be and they've done very well for themselves in life. Um, and then there was another one that I think I'm I'm really tied with uh, a couple that I'm smarter than and. A uh, couple that could be a toss-up, and that leads leads me to my current situation with my wife Mary, who is a doctor, and who has better education. But if you asked her who's the smarter in the uh, relationship, I think that she would say me she would. only, only because I have more general knowledge of things that she's just never been interested in. But she is better at spelling. She, if if somebody said construct a sentence perfectly, she could do it. Now I I can create stuff better and and have a better storyline. Um, but she is so smart in so many different areas that it's for me it's kind of a toss up with her. Um, I agree. She's very street smart. But yeah. you have a very specific kind of smart. It is very. It's specific. very different. Yeah. Now I'm the world's worst speller, and I'm terrible at math, and those are two big things. And yeah, I've but often spelling wondered. Spelling isn't a sign of intelligence. No, it's, it's they found not. it's genetic anyway. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, that's who could I blame? My mother, my father. I'm not sure. It's important uh, to blame let's blame. Well, t- thank you. <laughs> let's blame my children's father. I, okay. I, all right. I like to shift yeah. as much over there as we can. <laughs> all right. Damn him. I'm with you. <laughs> He's the reason you can't spell. <laughs> I just love working with you. Um, if you were to ask my, <laughs> if you were to ask my husband Kevin, who's smarter, you or Sherry? He would say, "Well, I'm saner, and isn't that really what's making the difference?" And that would be the end. And of that, that would be the end of that. Yeah, we're pretty well matched. Yeah, you are pretty well matched. Now the audience is listening to this right now, and we have been a radio couple. For, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, she's smarter than I am. I, I understand that. I don't have smarter and different. No, smart and different. No, ways. no, no, no. You're, you're, you're we smarter, have complementary. In some areas we do. Mm-hmm. In some areas we do. But I, uh, I never, um, I never made the top ten of the spelling bee in my fifth grade class, let alone in the country. But that's again, that's more than just genetics. Spelling again. I mean, there are brilliant people who are terrible spellers. And now that we have spell check and autocorrect, I mean, what difference does it make? You know what? Right? I, I saw the funniest freaking tweet. Um, the person had tweeted. Um, I, ty- I typed into my phone um, TikTok, like on the search bar, mm-hmm. and my phone autocorrected that to stop at your 40 and then turned itself <laughs> off. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, in I, a world I, of- I, think, I think that I am smarter than my wife because she agreed to marry me. Okay. Which is a, a you're you saying that's I'm a saying? black mark. I'm, well, you know. it's a demerit, Mary. Who, who you know who got the better of that? See, that's deal. the kind of smart you are. Thank you. Okay, everybody, you've got the best. Hi, Salute Radio, the best of Bob and Sherry.
Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Okay, we're back with Lamar, the People's Movie Critic. How's your training with your dog, your new dog going? Well, like I mentioned last week, <clears throat> we had graduation. And so I know what all we got to do. And so I get home, and the first thing I do is I, I let her chase the ball for a little while so that she gets gets calmed down. I don't, I don't need mm-hmm. her to be too erratic when we get there. So then mm-hmm. I go through, and I'm working everything. I've got her to the point where I can put her in place, point my finger at her and take her favorite ball, throw it down the hall, and she sits there and looks at it. I can go get the ball, throw it back to her, and it rolls up and hits her bed, and she looks at it and then looks at me. Wow. And I can pick up the ball, and I can say, okay, and throw it, and she goes after it like, oh, my. I mean, so it's, it's great. I mean, That's everything. impressive. Yes, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. So we get in the car, and, man, I'm talking smack. We're driving. I'm talking smack to my wife. I'm over my shoulder. I'm talking to this dog like she's got good sense. And she's looking at me like I got good sense. And I'm telling her, you're the champion. We in. We going in. We, we, are, we, we, are, we are sliving. We are sliving. Okay? We're sliving. We're sliving <laughs> our best life. Okay? So I'm going in. So we get there. And we're, we got there right at time. And so everybody else is in there. And so we walk in. She's, she, I mean, she walks right into the door. She walks in and she walks into this room with dogs in it that she's been seeing every week for the last six weeks. Mm -hmm. And she loses her mind. She's pulling at the leash. She's trying to get to these dogs. She's just going crazy. And so I I, I, I get her over to the place. And so I put her in her place over there. And and she's just like, you know, she's barking. And she's she's like she's on cocaine. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, she's just lost her mind. And I'm looking at Carla and I'm saying, oh, this this is not good. This is not good. So the first thing to have us do is a walk loosely. So that she's got to walk beside me about two foot away, not, not ahead, not behind, not whatever. As soon as we get in line and start walking, she's lunging at these dogs. I mean, she's lunging because oh, she wants no. to play. Oh, God, she's lunging. And I'm jerking her back, and I'm fighting this, and I'm coming around. About the second thing, Carla says, I think you're jerking her neck too hard. I stop. <laughs> I hand her the leash. And I, she goes, yeah. don't make a scene. Don't make a scene. I said, I'm not making a scene. But evidently, I lost control. I want you to do it. She goes, you better keep walking. Just keep walking. So I keep walking. So... We come back, and one of the things that everybody had to do was put wait, the dog wait. Before in place. you go, before you go on, that is such yeah. a classic married person's move. Yes. <laughs> you do it. You do it. You're she's so keeping good at a it. smile on her face. She's talking yeah. under her. She's like, keep walking. Don't you make a scene. Keep walking. <laughs> so right, go ahead. So go ahead. we put the dogs on place. Everybody, there's like eight mm-hmm. or nine of us in here. We put all the dogs on place, and every owner walks into the middle of the room, and their dog is mm-hmm. supposed to stay sit. Well, right. thankfully, she stays there. So does everybody else's. This is amazing. So then it's time for come when called. And so we've done it on the short leash. We've done it on the long leash. And the woman says, does anybody here think their dog can do this off leash? And Carla looks at me, and I'm I'm, I'm crawling under the chair. I said, oh, she goes, well, you know you can do it off leash. I said, tonight? I don't think I know. Not tonight. Tonight's not tonight. <laughs> and so... You know, Carla's pointing at me, and so the trainer goes, Lamar, can Darby do it? I said, oh, she might can. Let's give it a shot. 
So everybody's got their other dogs on leash, getting them to come. And so the place is full of dogs. And so I take her over to the corner. She says, now, when you turn her loose, is she going to stay here or is she going to take off after these dogs? I said, well, I'm pretty much sure she'll stay here. So I undone the leash. As soon as I undone the leash, she took off like a bat out of hell. I mean, she is running. And she's headed towards this dog because she's wanting to play. Carla's going, oh, my gosh. And the Carla's going, what's happening? And I stop. And the only thing I know to do, I says, Darby, come. She whirled around mid-sentence. Said, come straight back. Sit down. I give her the treat. And the woman says, that's amazing. I said, yes, it is. Give me that damn diploma. So, <laughs> so for whatever reason, she she did what she was supposed to do. She, she came through and got your butt out of there. Oh, that's that's great. exactly right. Give me that diploma. That's great. Way to go, Darby. All right, Lamar. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, we love our animals, don't we? This is Bob and Sherry. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call 1-844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey, Bob and Sherry! It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So we've got to bring Max on right now. If you're a regular listener, you know that every once in a while, he will read from his spam box on his computer, and he gets some really interesting women who want to be a part of Max's life. What's going on? Um, so <clears throat> I will read these out to you. Uh, this one is from Miss Anna. And so uh, she's the subject is, how is life my beneficial, my cupcake, smiley face? <laughs> my snookums, where are you from? How old are you? How is life? At the moment, I am searching for adroit man. <laughs> well, you're an adroit man. Although, let me just say, Bob is the beneficial. <laughs> Bob, you're the adroit cupcake. Bob is the yeah. beneficial. Um, this next one is uh, from Miss Mia. Salutation, my precious Sir Choice. I hope you're able to listen to this. I hope you're able to hideous small talk. <laughs> All small talk is hideous. Max, you must now be known as Sir Choice. (laughs) When was the last time you heard anyone say, salutations? Um, Then she says, amusing Mr. Inimitable greeting. How do you like today? Let's tense talk. Let me just say, the tense talk comes after you've been together for a few years. That's right. Yeah, it's too early for that. Where do you stay now? Today, I'm not looking for corking, not young buddy. I she's am... not looking... I'm sorry. She's not looking for what? What? Corking. Corking. I, I don't know what that means. I, I don't think it's dirty. I do. Not really? for corking. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Sir Choice, I think you might be wrong. Not looking for corking, young buddy. She later says, I am unsurpassable. 
Might want to rethink that corking then. Yeah, I was going to say, she's dreaming of the corking. All right, this next one is um, from Miss Ida. It says, Bongiorno, my I hope you can disgusting speak. (laughs) Oh, you know what that means. Once again... May you yeah. tell you what you you, att- you attract dirty. a certain type of this. woman. Yeah. May you grotesque talk with me. Mm. Grotesque talk. Whoa. Whoa. Then she says, "My Mister, my unsurpassed. I am untarnished woman. At this moment, I am seeking tidy male." Well, you know what? You should respond. You should respond. Uh, here is your disgusting talk. Have you liked caulking? Corking? Have you liked uh, this one? Hey, hey, this one. The subject line says, "Hey, my smiley face. How come?" Question mark. My wow. one and only Mister Wealthy. Ooh. Uh oh. How are you? Where do you stay now? She doesn't want to know where I stayed before. She wants to know where I stay now. Isn't it funny that she's asking, where do you stay rather than where do you live? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I know whoever. What's this country, do you think? Is it is it a, uh, a former Russian satellite country? You know what this to me? This sounds like somebody has written something and then put it through a translator. Yeah. 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 Um, anyhow, soon I am speaking warm, not young buddy. Hmm. I was more comfortable with the hideous yeah, I small was too. talk. Yeah, than I yeah, I know. Um, That's getting hello. a little personal. Hello, I hope you can chat, my clear soundly. Could I ask you a question? Where are you right now? Huh. <laughs> wow. Let's ashamed talk. <laughs> can I? Can I just? I've been ashamed of things that I've said, but I've never gone in with the let's ashamed talk. Do you think that the, that ashamed talk in the other one, she's talking about, you know, just kind of risque talk yeah. back and yeah, forth? Yeah, of course. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that I that's, think what, that's it what it is. Yeah, um, wow. Here we go. Uh, Everybody's got the internet. <laughs> this is from Miss Lisa. Salutation again with that. I hope you are attentive. <laughs> well, apparently I'm not. Based on past experience, I'm not attentive. Uh, <laughs> wish to small talk, my Mr. Lively. Good evening, my goodish. I hope you can I'm, speak. Oh, I can. Grotesque talk. I, I'm going to go with calling Max Mr. Lively rather than the other one. <laughs> then Sir Choice. <laughs> then for, Sir Choice. For now, yeah. I You am... know what? You know what? Um, that is very attainable, though, to be goodish. You're yes. not great. You're not fantastic. Goodish. You're not bad. You're goodish. Yeah. I am I like looking it. for benign buddy. Well, that's me. Benign buddy. And uh, and that's it. That's all of them. Um, benign buddy is not a good handle for you to have. I think it's uh, what was the first one, sir? What? Sir choice. Sir choice. Sir, sir yeah. choice. My yeah. dependable. Sir choice and the hideous small talk is my favorite. Right. Where do you think that's from? Which country do you think that's from? Uh, it's Ukraine is one that w- the one that keeps yeah. on coming up. So that's what it sounds like. Yeah, that's what it sounds. Like. And this is as close to Ukrainian music as I could get. So just so you know, <laughs> you hey, have listen, no apologies. You, hey, listen, Sir Choice, you could do a lot worse. There are people that don't get any of these come ons in their spam folder. Okay, that's right. All right. That's right. Those ladies love you. Straight ahead, the actual 
elephant in the room. The ultimate elephant in the room is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Now, if I were to be honest, I would have to say that sometimes when someone asks me something, occasionally I will be talking out of my butt. But I I kind of make it sound like it could be real. It's a gift. Thank you. Like, I'll give you the example. It's a skill. I'll give you the example. We went to see Darkest Hour, the Churchill movie, Mary and I. And I'm more interested in Churchill than she is. She enjoyed the movie very much. And I mentioned, you know, right after he he helped to win World War II, the British people did not elect him to be prime minister again. That was it. He got him through all that, and that was it. And she said, why? And I said, well, I think they felt that his temperament was not right post-war. Now, I don't really know if that's true or not. I I just kind of threw it out there. But it sounds really good, especially if you just watch Churchill, you know, and he's very flamboyant. And I think so it on. makes sense. And it makes sense, right? But I don't really know if it's 100% true. The right man for the war, maybe not the right man for the peace. Maybe not. Maybe not. There you go. So we were uh, on the highway and uh, we drove by this uh, water tower. This town had a water tower. And Mary said, I am always very fascinated about water towers. How does a water tower work? And I went, a water tower. (laughs) It, It gets water from below, like from streams, and it pulls it up into the tank part of it. And then she says, but how do it get, how do the water get to like the people's houses? I said, and then the water, because it's up high, goes down into other pipes that then spread out like a, like the arms of, of a spider throughout the town. And that's how the people get water. I have no idea what I'm talking about. in the ballpark. Yeah. Because that's I, fine. I don't have to talk about it anymore. As long as I'm in the ballpark, that's I, fine. I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was in school, like maybe eighth grade. Uh huh. Um, you know how it's like career day. Yeah. One of the people that came in for career day worked in the water tower, the fast-paced and exciting water tower <laughs> game. But he worked as some, and I forget what his title was, but basically. He talked about the water tower. Oh, I wish I'd been and there. And he talked about how the water is up there. And yeah. Because the, one of the questions that somebody in the class asked was, yeah, but how come that water doesn't go bad? Mm-hmm. And he What had, did he say? He, the water is treated, and it's perfectly clean, and it's constantly replenishing the supply. Okay, now let me ask you this. We were t- Mary and I were talking about the water tower, and she said, do you know the teenagers get up there? They open the door to the water tower and they go swimming in that water. I don't think I think you can climb the tower, but I don't think it's true that you can go swimming I, in the water. It didn't sound right to me. And that she sounds said, like an urban said, legend. She said um, like she was 100 percent sure that this happened on a regular basis in small towns. I, th- I would like one of our listeners or more of talk our it listeners back on the app. to talk it. Go to the Bob and Sherry app and hit the talk it back thing and tell us definitively if you absolutely know how these water towers work including are there teenagers swimming in there here's why i think that might be an urban legend i think it did happen but i don't think it happens because i remember when i was a kid the story was because there were water towers all over near my grandma black house uh-huh 
and they had ladders on them. And the water tower and the softball little league field were always in the same place. Yeah, yeah. So you can see why kids were climbing it because right. it was conveniently located at the softball field. They should have put it next to the school. <laughs> no kid wants to be there. So the urban legend in that town was that some teenage boys had climbed up the ladder one night after they were drinking and they got into the water tower and one of them drowned and the town's water supply was poisoned as a result because of the corpse. That does sound like an urban, urban legend. legend. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying it hasn't happened once or twice. First of all, first of all, the parents, thing. the parents of the kid would say, hey, what happened to my kid? Oh, the kid was seen with Jimmy and Frankie. Hey, Jimmy and Frankie, where did Joey go? And, and they're, they're, Jimmy and Frankie are going to lie and say, oh, I don't know. I don't know where he went that night. No, they would tell. Max, Max seems to know. So the now. only way you can do this in the water tower is if you're a certified water tower cleaner to get in there. So they have to clean it every once in a while, but you can't get in there otherwise. You know, you'd suppose you could it's open not, the door, the little door. You bust the little door open. Yeah. It's not that simple. See, I said to Mary, I said, are you telling me the teenage kids are going to be swimming uh, in the dark? You know, I don't think in, so. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any it, sense. It doesn't because it would be dark in there during the yeah. day. The other part is that the reason the water tower is there is so um, during peak water times, they have the reserve to meet the demand. So that's, that's when the water comes down. That's, that's when the water comes down. And gravity is a helper. Yeah, but going up, it it is um, a hindrance, an, an enemy. And this is, you know, what this sounds like? It sounds like um, it's <laughs> seventh grade, seventh grade social studies. I know. And Sister Mary John Elise has partnered us yeah. up to do a presentation. Sherry, your partner is Bobby Lacey, and you two are going to do a presentation <laughs> on the municipal water tower. And the two of us waited till the last minute and didn't do any actual research. But we're going to talk the about the water gravity. tower, a modern miracle. It takes water from streams below and then stores it until we the, need it. The water is the water's treated, so it didn't just come from the stream. I mean, this is water. That's what, I, that's what the guy yeah, told us. Yeah. I'm just trying to. The water sure. is treated. Thank you. We are going to now have an interactive portion of our presentation. <laughs> Who can tell us why gravity is important? <laughs> Why'd we get a C, Bobby Lacey? <laughs> How come every time we get partnered, we get a C? It's Bob well, and Sherry. Thanks for doing the work. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call 1-844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey, Bob and Sherry! It's stuff you won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry Podcast on the Bob and Sherry app. Would you like to hear more about my water tower experience? I would. In, in another water tower experience in my life? Or is this 
not interesting to you. I would, and I have to tell you that um, the water, you know, water towers are in other countries too. Mm-hmm. And in Sindelflingen, Germany, the mm-hmm. water tower is such an attraction that they build a restaurant up there. So you go up and you eat, you can eat at the water tower. Does is it shaped differently than other water towers, or just the where it is? I don't know. It probably has a beautiful but view. Do you want to hear some other water tower fun facts? You, yeah. After we did our presentation for social studies, mm-hmm. that's when I did the homework. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. In New York City, in the 1800s, they passed a law, and any building higher than six stories had to have a water tower on its rooftop. And that's why so many oh, old yeah. buildings in New York have those water tanks. Yeah, yeah. And they I did wonder that. if they still function. Probably not. It's, it says here that rooftop towers reserve water in the bottom in case they need that water to fight a fire. Well, let me tell you how a water tower helped to save my life. Would you I like to hear, hear that? I want to hear it, yeah. All right, so I was doing the TV show, and the producer of the TV show, I'm not going to say his name, because he's a big ass. <laughs> You're doing it. Mm. Well, let me tell he you what he did, himself. and you tell, you tell me if you don't agree with me. Himself. So uh, I, I was doing radio at the same time, and he said, well, we need to get you down to uh, the beach because you're going to do interview down there at the beach with somebody. I forget what it was for. I said, okay, well, that's a lot four-hour drive, so tell them I'll be there about eight. And they said, no, 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 you have to be there a lot earlier than that. But um, I, I'm a pilot, and I'll fly you there. Now, I knew this guy for a while. I didn't know he was a pilot. Who I'm was looking the, at him. Who was this Bob Lacey that would just get into a plane with anybody? No. Who was that it guy? It was a different Bob Lacey. I've never met that guy. So we go to this this uh, suburban airport, and there's the plane, and it's like a four-seater, you know, and even that is tight. And it's an old-looking plane. I mean, really old. So I say, so you're a pilot. I, I, why didn't I ever hear about that before? Oh, I don't talk about it much. I throw my gear in the back and we get in and we fly down to the beach. All right. And I'm going along and I'm just kind of a little nervous. I do the interview and it's time to fly back. Well, the uh, weather changed and thunderstorms started popping up and we take off. And as we're going along, I said, how long have you been flying? And he said, well, I'm still getting my hours. I said, what does that mean? He said, well, you have to have so many hours in the air before you actually are a full-fledged pilot. I said, so you are basically practicing (laughs) on a permit. He went, yep. And about 10 minutes later, the electrical system in the plane went out. Because this plane, I think he was renting it for like $2 a day. It it was a $2 a day plane. So... He has no idea directional, has no idea speed. None of the things are working. So how did we find our way back home? By dipping down to little towns and seeing the names the on water the towers. water towers. Now see, the the Bob Lacey that I know and love so much is the Bob Lacey who asks how long you've had your pilot's license before he gets to the airport. Yep. Not after you're airborne. Yep. You know what? Who was this reckless devil may care dude? I don't know, but I hate him. And I don't want to be around was him. Was that the last day that Reckless Bob walked the earth? It was close to it. It was it was very, very close to it.
I, I didn't say a word to the guy the rest of the trip, but boy, when we landed, I just went ballistic. This is the same Bob Lacey that doesn't want to ride with me in with a car. You in the car. I know. Just getting into airplanes with just anybody. Thank you, Water Towers. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. They asked 110,000 Americans, what nationality was the sexiest? Um, Italians. Scottish. No. Scottish. Well, let's just start with uh, for women. Scottish. Scottish women? Oh, no. no. I thought you meant for women like what we think are the Wait, sexiest. Will you calm down? French. French women, y'all. No, Swedish, Scandinavian, Danish, so, Norwegian, so when Finland. You, when you say you're going to start with women, this is what women think of men. No, Icelandic. no, no, no. This is there's what 110,000. There's 110. They're both sexes. This asked. is your fault for not being more clear. <laughs> I believe it's time to bring on the sexy boys. What they? Oh, asked. now I really can't focus. What they asked. <laughs> Make they your asked, point, man. They asked men and women. Who are the sexiest men? Who are the sexiest women? So is this okay. who are the sexiest women first? Oh, I am so exhausted. Yes. Scandinavian. Oh. <laughs> this is your fault. No, no. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Do you want to start got, the whole thing? Got a I, I want to just throw it away <laughs> is what I want to do. Scandinavian. But the, people, the people want to know. No, it's not. Arme- uh, let's see. The 10 sexiest nationalities for women. Armenian is number one. Barbadian is number two from Barbados. The, you have to give the Kardashians credit for putting Armenia that's, on that's, the map. That's what they're saying. Yeah. That's why this is on there. American, then Colombian, British, Australian, Brazilian, Filipina, Bulgarian, and Lebanese. God, the world is changing. I think it's it awesome. Really you know, it's more diverse. I like a Bulgarian woman, I'll tell you. Think I've ever met one, or I wouldn't know one if they came one. through the door. Where's no, Mila Kunis from? She's from Ukraine, maybe. Yeah, she I is. Think that's it. Yeah, yeah that, those originally. Eastern Bloc women. Yeah. <sighs> All right, now yeah. the, the uh, sexiest men. Scottish. Boy, you, I can't even <laughs> get it out. What is it with you with Scottish men? I'm just huh? like way, 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 way into into. Let a me man see. Where kilt. is Scottish? Uh, they're not number one. They are number one, two, three, four, five. That's fine. You know what? All right, we'll go backward. Number 10 is uh, Spanish, then Danish, Nigerian, Italian, Scottish, (laughs) British, American, cracking the uh, top four, Pakistani, Australian, and Irish. Yeah, the accent. Yep. Irish. Irish. Oh, the Irish accent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Australians and the Irish men are always at the top of the list. Always. I like a South African accent, too. You do? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Australian men are men-men. You know what they're I mean? They're a little intimidating, yeah, they are. you know? They are. Like, they're men-men. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of... They have a cool accent, though. I'm kind of an indoor cat, you know? So the prospect of some brawny Australian with the surfing and the kangaroo wrestling, not so much. What are you doing with a Scottish guy? 
It rains all the time there. We're staying inside, lad. <laughs> it's the Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast called the Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday. Podcast. With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app bobandsherry.com or wherever you get your podcasts instant access to the podcast podcast and fun side just download the free bob and sherry app uh, about a week ago on our rabbit hole feature we had a teacher describing some of the really ridiculous requests that parents have made here's a sample my son swallowed a watch battery at home Please use this fork and clothespin to inspect his poop until we find the battery. <laughs> oh, my God. So, joining us they right now. They sent the fork. <laughs> in case you're thinking, oh, my God, that never really happens. Joining us right now is our listener, Katie, who used to be a school teacher. And Katie's like, oh, sit down. That really does happen. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, Katie. No, thank you. Katie is in uh, upstate New York near Hudson. And... Uh, you don't teach now, but tell us when you heard that, uh, what memory was stirred? Yeah, right away. Um, I thought about the time a kid in my class swallowed a quarter, and I was requested to check his excrement daily. Oh, too much. You know, I've heard it's hard to give change, but uh, that is really going beyond. Katie. Katie, um, what, how does a parent ask you that with a straight face? Because I'm a parent whose kids go to school, and I can't even imagine asking a teacher that. I, I honestly have no idea, but I'm an insane people pleaser, so of course I did it. You oh, did it? Oh, my God. No, you didn't. Uh, you guys, now how, we know why Katie's days? not a teacher anymore, by the way. Right. How many, how many days did you have to work asking uh, little Jimmy for change? Um, I did it for a full week. Oh my! God. I, I think the this audience is, is on the edge of their seats, Katie. Did you find the quarter that he swallowed? I did not find the quarter because he passed it at home where his parents were not using the fork to check. Oh! I don't even want to know what happened, uh, why that wasn't used. Why would they not use the fork? They said they had a metal detector, and that's how they were checking. So, so um, if, this if child you're planning on make, getting married wait, wait. and having children, you, you have to realize that this is coming your way in one shape or another. So this child at home would make boom booms, and then a parent would come into the bathroom with a Geiger with a, a metal detector. Apparently, um, I really have no idea what they were actually doing. But when he went to the doctor after a week, there was no quarter in his X-ray. So it and it didn't come out at school. I know for sure. <laughs> So talk, walk us wow. through a typical day in that period of your life where you go in, you would take attendance, and then you'd have to follow this kid into the bathroom. Like, what? how did that actually work? I'm, fortunately, he was very regular, and it was always after lunch. Let's give the young man a round of applause for being regular. That made it easier for everyone. Gave Katie a little something to look forward to every day. Yeah, right. Right after the sloppy Joes at the cafeteria. People, you know, I have found that people thrive when they have structure and routine, and Katie sure did. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. um, after lunch, you and the little gentleman would head into the bathroom. 
Yes. Um, I would bring a, two plastic forks and a styrofoam bowl. I think we've got the details, Sherry. Uh, I think we all know what's going on. I feel sorry for the kid, too. I mean, you know, that must have been tough on him. Was he embarrassed, the little boy? Uh, well, he was four years old, so embarrassment oh, okay. isn't really an issue okay. at that point not, in your life. No, no, it's not. It's not at all. Wow. Well, so Katie, you know, that um, was a lot to go through, but look at how much money they were paying you. I so I guess you have say, to overlook that. That's why you make the big bucks as a school teacher. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, Katie, um, as a former teacher, this is your opportunity to speak now directly to parents on behalf of your fellow teachers. What is the message you would like to give parents? Oh, goodness. Um, teachers are highly trained professionals and really should be treated as such. And yep. it's Short not and their job to scoop your kids' yep. poop. <laughs> exactly. See, I can imagine my father doing this, but he wouldn't make anybody look through the poop. He would just no. say, well, if you didn't pass it, at least you're worth something. <laughs> <laughs> Two bits. So, Katie, what do you do now? Um, I've swung to the other end of the pendulum, and I work with senior citizens. Oh, terrific. Don't ask the obvious question, Sherry, because I don't want to know. You know what? I'm I'm not I'm not going to ask it. Um, Thank you. I think that Katie has put her time in and shouldn't <laughs> have to do any more of that. Are Katie, you a you're delightful. Yourself? Thank you. Katie, or, um, do you have children yourself? I have a bonus son. Good. Well, Very hopefully good. he's old enough now to not just be swallowing random things and bringing you the right. fork. I sure hope. <laughs> thank you, Katie, and thank you for joining us. And hi to everybody. Uh, say hi to everybody that you run into in Hudson. Take care, Katie. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, Bob, you think you've had some wow. rough days, you know, because we've had wow. to work late. At no time have I handed you the plastic fork and the styrofoam bowl and said, all right, Bob, you know what you need to do? You need to follow him into the bathroom by that quarter. You know, I did dodge that, but I'm got, I got the feeling not by much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, with the last place, oh, by a whisker. Yeah. Oh, to get a quarter in the last place. Are you kidding me? Yes. Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.